Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy, your host. This week, I've phoned a friend. Some weeks, I want to really get into it. Some weeks, I want to serve as an escape. We don't get, we kind of purposefully keep it light, keep it breezy um, in this episode. But just if you don't want to like be triggered by my rage toward the week's events, or if like you're my parents, I don't know, who don't like hearing me curse, just skip to like minute seven, probably. <laughs> my friend and fellow pop culture aficionado, Lucy, agreed to chat with me for just a fun episode. And the thing is, like with the week's events, I'm I'm so annoyed with celebrities. I'm so annoyed that Kim K even brought up her crash diet to talk about her stupid dress. I'm annoyed that the stupid dress is from Ripley's, believe it or not. And believe it or not, I just, I don't know, you guys. This week was awful, and I don't even know how to express it in a short intro. Um, This was a tough week for, hopefully, most of us, uh, as there was a leaked Supreme Court draft decision to overturn Roe versus Wade in a move that would literally set us back uh, half a century in women's rights, in reproductive rights, in our ability to have autonomy over our bodies and our personal medical and lifestyle choices in ways that brings me such despair. I've been having trouble functioning, but I know that's not helpful. I've collected from you guys on Instagram, like I was curious what what the catalyst was for those of you that used to be anti-choice, change your mind to pro-choice. And I've just been collecting some qualitative data that I'm hoping to yield some quantifiable results where we can even just talk through like some of the key sticking points that made people that were either apathetic or didn't think it affected them that kind of were middle of the road and not really like fighting and voting for this issue because a lot of people, especially of the fiscally conservative persuasion, were like, they'll never overturn Roe. And like, here we are. So we need to talk about it. I just, I only want to contribute to the conversation when I have something of value to add, when I'm not just complaining into the abyss of an echo chamber. And all the while it's Mother's Day, which is even more confusing as... I have the utmost respect for all women, regardless of what, if they've chosen their path or their path has chosen them. I could sing the praises of my own mother and the women I know and love that are mothers or trying to become mothers um, because we're awesome and we do deal with so much as women. But I struggle with this holiday too, not only because I myself have tried to be a mother and it hasn't gone my way, but the benevolent sexism that that runs rampant in this country is just so upsetting where we pretend to love women. We pretend to women are these creatures we put on a pedestal and we're so grateful for them being mothers. We want to protect them, support them. We adore them. And that's all true. But what's also feels so piercingly obvious anymore is that this type of protection and love and reverence only seems to be given to women in exchange for being complicit with traditional gender roles and for men having control over our bodies and it disgusts me to my core it it, it, it's hard for me to even 
I don't know, you guys. I, I, I'm so horrified that we live in a country that pretends to have this respect for women and puts them on these like almost infantilizing pedestals when really no one gives a shit about women. If they wanted this to be a pleasant experience, we'd have we'd put resources toward any and all means to prevent unwanted pregnancies. We'd have comprehensive sex ed. We would understand contraceptives more than abstinence. You guys heard the things that we learned in school when we did the sex episode, a sex ed episode last month. It was horrifying how almost by design they want us to be so ill-equipped to understand our own bodies, our own choices, our own anatomy. We have the, the absolute least amount of information. And beyond that, if they really cared about women and babies and children, we could put resources toward more comprehensive prenatal and postpartum care. We could have universal child care. We'd have fucking paid family leave. The, the, the same people and companies and men and politicians that signal all this bullshit are ignoring the very real tactical resources that could help out countless women and children pre, during, and postpartum, if that's the choice they want to make with their lives. But no, we're not doing that. We're forcing people to give birth. All anybody cares about is this fetus that doesn't have a voice, that can't speak for itself, that's not going to push back. It's the perfect way to virtue signal that you care about these emerging lives while not caring for the actual living people that are suffering at the hands of these decisions. And it's sickening. It's horrifying. It makes me T- genuinely terrified to my core to be a woman living in this country, potentially going, who wants to have a child in the coming years if I'm so lucky because I haven't been lucky enough up to that point. Because the luck I have had, getting pregnant one time, then it being ectopic, and then having to terminate for medical reasons under these types of laws in certain states with the murkiness and healthcare providers wanting to be careful with how they respond because we're reducing situations to women having to be in an utter medical emergency on the verge of death before we intervene, I would have died. I'm I'm assembling my thoughts for what we do moving forward because I genuinely don't like I don't think people get how dire this is and how this threatens this poses a threat for us to roll back rights further because we're rolling back rights from the 70s like what is happening this is like the the biggest emergency and all the while I want to just be able to like live and survive and stay afloat and I don't want to like red alarm make things worse on this podcast so i'm trying to just like create an escape for the week so i called my friend lucy who ironically is like about to give birth (laughs) but she's a good friend of mine and we're two women at very different phases of life and we can still come together and shoot the shit about bravo and rom-coms and lord knows what what else and i'm sorry that i'm so angry i just don't even know how to like channel my frustration I can't even make like a cohesive, like a coherent episode about this right now. So like, stay tuned. But a lot of you wanted an escape. Here's an escape. Happy Mother's Day. May God bless us, everyone, under his watchful eye. Fucking kill me. Bye. I can hear you. It's, wait. Look, I'm in like Bill's like fighting... I don't know what on his games headphones. <laughs> I know you look like you're like a little kid. <laughs> like in there. I don't even I don't even know how to make a joke about video games. I know so little about video. I'm like, you go like you're playing Minesweeper. What's it called? Minecraft. Craft. No, he <laughs> plays I can't remember anything anymore. What is the one where they shoot people all the time? Them?
Call of Duty, thank you. Ah, yes, COD. COD, COD, <laughs> as, as they say. You don't know anything about games. You, you're just casually playing COD on the side. You're like, oh, I have heard of that. That's amazing. Well, you look great with your pilot headset on. I'm grateful you're joining us. Guys, Lucy is, uh, I mean, down to the wire, what, like 24 hours from giving birth? I mean, technically my due date is next Saturday. So the 14th, depending on when this comes out. But it feels like, I I feel like you get to this phase, like you find out you're pregnant and they're like, okay, we'll see you in a few weeks. And you're like, wait, I have to, I just peed on a stick. That's it. You don't talk to me for weeks. Then you go a long period of time, like nothing changes. You can't tell anything. Nothing's going different except you're getting bigger. And then you get to like 33 weeks after they've told you like it's 40 weeks, like a long, long time. And like right. 34 weeks, they're like, it's baby's time now. It's whenever they want. I'm like, no, no, you gave me a date. So like, oh. I feel like the last few weeks are like, let's check. Like, let's see how it's going. And I mean, I'm going to go all the way. It sounds like based on what my doctor has seen down there. She's like, you're not, nothing's moving. Nobody's How's coming. one to plan their life if it's like in a vague six week period? <laughs> it's just like, I mean, you want to make it to a certain window and then I don't know. It's just, I feel like on Sunday, you could have told me the baby was about to fall out. That's how I felt. <laughs> felt. And, and the then, doctor's like, nope, packed in there real good. No. And today <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not emotionally ready. And Bill's like, okay. But we have 10 days. You're not going to adjust that much in that window. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I mean, well, I guess I'll jump right into it because I feel like you don't need an intro because I know oh. <laughs> most of you know Le- Lucy. Lucy O'Connor, her Instagram handle, at Lucy on the ground. She is a very well-known Bravo celebrity gossip pop culture commentator that just your fingers on the pulse. And the craziest part of all is that you do it out of the goodness of your heart. You have a regular full-time job in marketing, working in like magazine publishing, right? And kind of like ad sales or not anymore? I've bopped around a bit within my own job. And like, I just don't <laughs> mention that like I made life choices that, you know, I luckily got to take a path that's been great at my company. But yes, now I'm back into like the digital marketing space and print is still there. But yes, I left ad sales. Thank goodness. And you just like find time after work during lunch to share your commentary about the latest and greatest in pop culture, right? Like I'm kind of amazed with how, because a lot of people phone in content and you're very present with yours and you like put words to stuff. It's sometimes easier just to reshare shit and move on with your day. But like, I don't know, are you still liking it? It's so different than like how you start because it is like such a mental thing. Like, cause there's so many accounts now. And like you said, like, a, like a lot of people just share stuff and that's what people also want to see. Like if you're right. posting like pop culture news, like here's the article link, here was the headline, go read it. Like it has always been kind of my like take on it. And here's the mm-hmm. link, like here's the trailer of the, you know, new season, but I can't not <laughs> give my opinion. It's just physically not possible, I guess. But <laughs> I envy the accounts that sometimes are just like, Oh, new link. Oh, here's the trailer of this. And they get like 4 million comments just on that. And I'm like, God, I wish I wasn't thinking of a meme that went with this. That was like my reaction to this. Honestly, those don't like trend much anymore. Nobody cares about that. But but that's I, kind of the point, right? Is doing it 
like, I think you have no choice but to follow your energy. And if like your energy mm -hmm. is in memes or your own commentary, that's what you have to do because otherwise it's kind of grating and annoying. Like you just don't want to get to the point where you feel like you have to comment on something, you know? If I find myself and I try and think about it more and more, just because I get so, as Bill calls it, dashy. Like, he's like, you're real dashy today. Like, going on a rant. I, I hate you for implanting that in my brain. I know. Because I now apologize for being dashy. And, like, sometimes you just are. And, like, I am going to get that way anyway. On most days, I am dashy. But, like, I don't know. It just... I don't want to get there just because I felt the need. Like I had to comment on, like I saw the uh, girls trip trailer today and I was like, okay, they're <laughs> drinking a lot. <laughs> it's like very heavy. I don't you know if inspired. I can, I wasn't really, I was like, I'm going to wait to see how this plays out. There's a lot of Botox on here and a lot of alcohol, like of these ex-wives. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I don't have a lot to say. That Can I might take a beat? Be <laughs> take a beat. I just like let everybody else like freak out and I'm going to, I'm going to pause. And that also might be just because my brain has stopped working. You know, what's funny is, so we're talking about the Real Housewives, like kind of crossover special on Peacock, right? That's like yeah. a girl's trip. I agree. I kind of saw something for it and I like kind of scrolled right on by and I didn't even really think about that reaction, but I just wasn't that compelled today there's a lot that's just making it hard to be compelled right now but right, like obviously also that's something that I'm like okay something to gravitate towards something to like enjoy I don't know if it's just I've had a hard time tv like reality tv wise anyway like if I'm not connecting with it in the last like Damn. six months I'm out like Jersey like I love Jersey I always enjoy Jersey I'm watching the reunion because I can't avoid a reunion but like I didn't watch the season. I didn't watch OC. I wasn't disliking OC. I just suddenly didn't have the time. <laughs> and I know. I don't know. Bill will just be like, what shows do you have tonight? I'm like, nothing. He's like, that's not possible. You used to have like many a lineup every night. Like there has to be something on. And I'm like, I mean, I guess there is. But if I A, fall behind or B, I'm just like, eh. Right. I just leave it. <laughs> And then I get I do, really anxious to come back to I, it. I know. And I do the same thing. And, and but to comment on it, you have to be, be paying a level of attention to that I can't always admit to. And I also think I've taken my talents away from like a broadcast calendar. Like if I feel like sitting and watching the ultimatum in one sitting, like I'll do that, but not have a lineup on like a Tuesday. And a lot of people asked if we would do like, well, per your point, there's like, you know, some weeks I want to talk about what's going on. Some weeks I want to escape and peak quarantine. I did an episode about dipping sauces. Like, I don't know. Sometimes we just don't need all the intensity. The pandemic, by the way, last time Lucy was on the podcast, we had oh. literally met for the recording. I might have cut this out because like at the time I, I even maybe I knew I was off me. base because yeah. we literally could start recording. We just met and we're like, yeah, we're on the street. There's like a flu coming. It'll probably be nothing. Like, I mean, we were like, we it in two weeks March. and we just really didn't take it seriously. Yeah. I was still in work. I think it was March, but like early enough March that it was like, we're hearing something. What could it be? Let's talk about housewives. I'll see you in two weeks. And then you were like, <laughs> FYI, I edited the episode just a little because we are now in lockdown. Right, we're like people are always overreacting. <laughs> it just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the right take. But I actually thought was thinking back on that today. Like 
I can't believe I had never met you in person until we recorded together. And now we're obviously good friends, but then I feel like we were trying to probably size each other up. Do you ever feel like when you meet other creators in the space, you're like trying to figure out if you can trust them? You know, I do trust before we get into some juice about how Lucy and I weren't really sure how to feel about each other at first. I trust ritual with my life because gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual is essential for women 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and pro- provide antioxidant support. But Ritual doesn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18-plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%. For a gal that doesn't get out in the sun much, that's huge for me. And omega-3 DHA, le- DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published by a leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition, and a public sh- clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. This is like an unregulated category, and I love that Ritual's committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, no shady stuff. I've taken their multivitamin and prenatal for years. I love how the bottle's clear, the capsule's clear, and the aftertaste is delightful. And I never feel, I've historically had trouble with like taking vitamins in the morning and feeling kind of ugh afterward, but I always feel refreshed and ready to take on my day post-ritual. It's become part of my ritual. I feel healthy as a horse, honestly. And if we're using horse speak, the derby weekend. And right now, Ritual's offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash be there in five and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash be there in five. This episode is brought to you by Butcher Box. Meal prepping is difficult. ButcherBox makes it easy. ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. They source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed or finished beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. It's Sunday, so Greg and I are making ButcherBox steak Sunday steak. I think, I don't know, if to, I think tonight we're going to have the ribeye. For breakfast, I had the bacon. Big, big carnivores around here. Historically, I was never that funny about what I ate or the, where it came from, but my husband is. And he uh, likes to rest assured that the meat we're getting has no antibiotics or added hormones. You know, each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals, which is just huge for having in your freezer on standby if you're not sure what to eat. Lord knows I don't meal prep. And it's packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience. You can save time on your trip to the next grocery store. You can customize your own box or go with one of theirs. I've gone with theirs a few times and have to say, it's it's added some pizzazz to my routine. I have some lobster tails on ice that I'm waiting for my sister to teach me how to prepare. Either way, you can get exactly what you want. This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right, ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life of your membership. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash be there in five and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash be there in five to claim this deal. Great Mother's Day gift, if I do say so myself. Do you ever feel like when you meet other creators in the space, you're like trying to figure out if you can trust them? My DM to you, like if we were to scroll back, back, back is like, 
I feel like I'm supposed to be intimidated by you or like we're the only also because we were the only ones in Chicago and you like I like I don't know you come off so like smart and what and you like use your words so well and I was like oh my god the housewives being so stupid like my content was just so different but I was like we're the only two in Chicago so we must be enemies like I don't know and then I was like I'm gonna DM her like I've gotta just and we talked like after that and you're like do you want to come on and I was like yeah totally and now I feel like we talk about so much other stuff and you've been to my wedding like you were at my baby shower like we've really connected on a deeper level thank goodness but like yes I'm so intimidated by other accounts and oh same I was intimidated by you I and I told you this I was honest I said it's because of the Kim Zolciak Beerman Babicon you were using at the time (laughs) and I had to change it that week I changed it to my actual face because you said I wasn't sure if you were a troll account because you didn't use your own face and I was like I just want you to hit it big and I was like I want people to know your face yeah no (laughs) it was so wise best advice I ever got but like never even considered it and but then I'd have like creepy men DMing me be like hey beautiful I was like "Mm, did you look at the picture what what, the one with Kim like scowling Yeah, I got no. hit on way more with Kim than I ever did with my own face. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> it's all right. What are you going to do? Well, I hope I'm less stiff in person than your initial internet impression. No, it wasn't even stiff. I don't know. It's just, like you said, there's some kind of intimidating factor. And it is meeting someone in person with any situation. Yeah. I feel like it's always better. And I build things up in my head weeks in advance. I've got a whole story for everyone I've oh, never God. met. Yeah. So, like... I don't know. And I went to BravoCon by myself, like six months before that. I And I still am like, how did I ever do that? Because I've met so many accounts now that I'm friends with, but there are so many new accounts from them. And then, and I'm back being like, oh my gosh, I wonder if they'd like me at this BravoCon. I don't know. Like, <laughs> would we talk? Would they ignore me? Like, I, I don't know why. I want to go to BravoCon just to observe the insular celebrity of not only the Bravo world, but the Bravo commentary world. Oh, I feel like it's going to be a different take than what it originally, like the first time, like I went as a fan and I like luckily had kind of a built-in group this time. I feel like also everybody has like friends in the Bravo universe that Mm. I don't like, I did not befriend any summer house people. Like they don't DM me. Like I don't have any inside scoop or relationships. So I feel like I'm going to be sitting in like the peanut section being like, Oh, when did they, how did they, or like someone's going to be starting a podcast here on the side. Like, I don't know. I'm curious about that stuff too. I really do want to go. I think and I'm not even like that into Bravo anymore, but I just like part of me wonders if it's going to turn into a revolve fest where everyone's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> Wait, I have 250,000 followers. <laughs> no, it totally could. Like, because people are growing also at such a crazy rate right now. Like, accounts that weren't even around for last BravoCon are going to be, like, the superstars of this one. Yeah. As they should. You know what what I just thought of that we never really talked about that I still can't get over? And I don't know why this happened. Why did Lisa Barlow entrust me with breaking news? (laughs) I am, like, the only person she responded to. Yes. 
I remember you sending that to me being like, you think this was an accident? Like, And I was like, is this ethical to post? Because I think most people would like, you know, spread it like wildfire. But I had an anxiety attack. I went to an Abercrombie and Fitch. I checked myself out to dinner. I was like, I don't like breaking news. And it wasn't that anything that damning. It's just like, I don't want to be blacklisted by Bravo if like she told me something she shouldn't. But two weeks later, she sent me that saying what actually happened with the producer. Then I responded. I shared it. Everyone else shared it. Two weeks later, she went back into the DM and liked her own comment. Like, <laughs> first of all, I don't know if it was her way of saying thank you, but I was like, you could send me some fresh wolf or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> icon. Like, really, peak housewife behavior, just their DMs. But yeah, I feel like I'm glad I don't get information because I wouldn't feel good sharing it. I don't know. Even I if know. someone was like, go for it. This is the inside scoop. And I'm fascinated when people get it. I'm like, who is your source? Like I got some Kardashian, like Met Gala, like tea before the Met Gala. And I was like, thank you so much. I won't tell a soul. And they were like, no. Was it about the dress? I, well, I had heard about the dress. I was picturing the white dress. Like Mm. the, so, and I was like, why won't that, why wouldn't that fit her? Like, I feel like that's your material. Your vibe. Huh. But then, like, I knew they all were coming and I still didn't believe it. Like, I wasn't posting about it just because I was like, A, I don't want to be wrong. Never want to be wrong. <laughs> right. So scared right. of being wrong. But, like, also, someone would tell me, and I'm like, thank you for giving this to me for me to enjoy. Yes. I like that logic because I actually developed a new pet peeve in the social media commentary space where really intuitive things happen and people are like, called it, called it. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, did you? I don't know. Like, it's pretty, I could have get, like, I, I just Were don't know if it's that groundbreaking. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, I can't even think of like what, like probably with like the Met looks or something, people were like, oh, I knew there'd be a lot of like this material or I don't know what, like, right. well, don't even get me started on everybody being like, I really, the theme is like Bridgerton. I'm like, those are two very different time periods. It made me so mad as someone who read those raunchy books and has been (laughs) a fan of that series. I was like, that is Regency England. And we are talking about American, like different countries, different countries, different centuries, right? Yeah. Yeah. But people were like, Bridgerton, you know, like that's going to be the vibe. I feel like everyone's trying to be ahead of something. Mm hmm. Which I get. Like, I just don't have the energy anymore to keep up. Again, physically or going the energy to police historical time period accuracy in people's And I did. I was <laughs> being like, if one more person says Bridgerton. Well, the Mecca is one of the things I want to talk to you about because... I don't always talk about, like, very current pop culture, but I do think the Met Gala was a funny thing this year where, like, our engagement couldn't have been higher. And it happened just six months ago because of the delayed one. There was a lot of hype. I don't know. It's just, like, the theme was disappointing. Mm -hmm. The execution was disappointing. But we were no less excited and hopeful that people would show up and turn out. I, myself, am a Heavenly Bodies gal for my favorite theme. What is your favorite historical theme? I saw you post about that there is, you know, Heavenly Bodies was the peak. And I do agree that, you know, everybody loves Blake's Heavenly Bodies look, which like, yeah, this really reminds me. Rihanna as the Pope, like Rihanna Rihanna as the Pope is like unreal. Yeah, but Rihanna as the Pope is like, and I loved, (laughs) (laughs) that was iconic. Ariana Grande Mm -hmm. as like, that was beautiful, but I really loved camp. Like, I thought that was okay. so, <laughs> so funny. Camp was a fun night on the internet. <laughs> it was because, like, and the amount of people who still were like, 
because I do recap polls and it's so frustrating because I'll do recap polls about the Emmys and obviously there's no theme for the Emmys. So I can just post whatever I have to post the theme with Matt because people are like, I don't get it. And I have to like really (laughs) explain it and camp still people are like, I don't understand. I'm like, that's the point. Like Katy Perry as a chandelier kind of works like and then she turned into a hamburger like I guess that's camp (laughs) like I just thought that was so ridiculous and I just I loved Carly Kloss like showing up in like a Project Runway-esque dress being like looking camp right in the eye like she thought she she got it like as people were telling me and it is true like some years didn't have themes and like you didn't always have to like adhere to the theme like it wasn't like People are obsessed with it so much now that it's like, you missed it. Like, you failed. And I liked, Mm -hmm. as I thought about it more, there was a lot of interpretation. Like, I don't even know if I should say this, but like, Kourtney Kardashian's, like, it was an interpretation of Travis's look that was in theme more so. So I was kind of like, maybe she didn't screw it up so badly. And I wouldn't say (laughs) that in a poll because I get like no one can dm me via here if they listen to this and then come dm me they took the effort to listen and i appreciate that but like i wouldn't put that in writing well i heard that they were it was a derivative of travis's outfit which was inherently trying to be punk rock by rejecting the theme well and she said which again like she was like they said because lala anthony interviewed everyone and they're all great friends with lala so she's at the top of the carpet And if she said to one more person, like she said, uh, you are shutting it down. You are shutting it down. And I was like, not everyone has shut down this carpet. Nope. Like Mm-mm. the carpet would be, Mm-mm. we'd have to roll it up at the way Lala. <laughs> and they were all her family. Everyone she talked to, which I thought was good that people wanted to talk to her as like an interviewer. But she even said like to Courtney, she's like, what did you think when you like heard the theme? And Courtney's like, to be honest, I really didn't. I haven't thought about it. Like I didn't come prepared for the theme someone told me to wear this and it's like good for you court like she rose a little in my like travis was more into the theme by being anti-theme and she allegedly right and she was like and just happy to be here just had she ever been invited before it was her and chloe's first years i guess that's the courtney i was not surprised by her apathy that's her vibe like courtney gives so like few fucks about the kind of like lacquer of celebrity. I feel like she benefits from the machine, but she also resents it in a way yes. that I feel like her going to the Met Gala would be like me going to an NBA all-star game. Like my husband would be like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'd be like, who are these people? I don't really care. And right. it's like, you're only as interested and honored and engaged as you are like fascinated by the category. And I feel like she just is too cool for, I don't know if I didn't get invited in my sister's and my younger sisters, everyone was picked over me. I would probably be a bit anti-establishment. She doesn't go to fashion week. Like she's right. not as obsessed with it, which I think you're right. Like she just, she kind of knows the like that they're the joke. And I yeah. think they all recognize it more than we give them credit for. But I feel like she's so like, okay, like if it all went away tomorrow, like what would the rest of them do? And Courtney's right. like, I'd be fine. I'd still be making out with Travis. Yeah. Like touching tongues and happy. (laughs) Right. Whereas Chloe, like you can tell Chloe tried, like she really put so much effort into her look. I was really proud of her. I I don't know. I think we all feel a camaraderie with Chloe and like, 
I don't know. I just want good things for her. And I was glad she was invited. And I think she took it seriously. I don't know if she was on theme. Cause again, I don't really know the theme. And I think people thought Gilded meant gold. Cardi B said on the carpet, she was <laughs> like, I think people think that Gilded means <laughs> the old time, blah, blah, blah. And Gilded can be gold. And I was like, Cardi, yes, it can. But like, she was like anti the theme. Which you shouldn't give so many themes. Like Anna Wintour said white tie and gilded and this. It's a lexicon of fashions part two. Like it was too confusing for people. And then when you hear that Kim's wearing Marilyn, I was like, what time frame are we all in? That's when I was like, I'm confused. The Gilded Era is like more about the wealth and privilege and class divide of like the late 1800s in the Northeast. Yeah. And Gilded can mean like gold leafed or whatever, like, you know, Emma Chamberlain's eyeshadow stunning. But also then I was like, okay, so some people are dressing modern and just taking the gold piece. Some people are dressing wealthy and privileged, but removing the time period piece. And at the end of the day, it was just a fucking free for all that had no purpose with the theme. I don't know if it's a testament to Vogue pick or Met Vogue, whoever's doing it, Anna, pick a better theme. Or if people are just going to wear what they want, because when I realistically think about there being a finite number of designers, a finite number of seats, and then a hierarchy almost within those seats of who's probably getting the best dresses that are relatively close to the theme. There's probably pretty slim pickings, don't you think? Especially like with a six-month window. Like I feel like, okay. True, I didn't think about that. It's May 4th, which three days past the first Monday of May. What's next year's theme, Anna? You better tell people now. Like give them their time because I feel like that last theme, I also, I don't know if everyone knew it was going to be a part two of that theme. I feel like there were dresses that some people were going to wear for that theme. Mm-hmm. Like that they, I don't know, because Kendall Jenner, like Kendall's I loved, but it was My Fair Lady. Like it was mm. how that American lexicon of fashion that took place in London. Like but it's an iconic American film, but British, but like, so I don't know. I feel like there were some dresses, like I wondered, and I don't think it's based on the timeline that Kim has guided us. I don't think the Maryland dress <laughs> was meant for last October or September, but I kind of wondered, like, did she try and do, cause that would have made sense for like American lexicon of fashion, like through the year, right. that would have made sense. And she just really didn't fit then. And she couldn't lose the 16 pounds. No, yeah, because last time she had to tow face masks, that was, like, wild. That was an annoying week in the meme world. I'm glad (sighs) we're past that. (laughs) Like, the Kendall's, like, all grand and bright, and Kim was, like, a... (laughs) And that wasn't Kanye. (laughs) That was... That wasn't Kanye in that. We found out that Jared Leto was this year's Kanye. Like, he was a different person. People thought it was Kanye in the... Was it Balenciaga in the black outfit? Yeah. He was in another because there she had like someone with her, the designer, I can't even remember, or something. And it wasn't oh, Kanye. I forgot about that. And it like shape-wise, figure height, like everyone was like, oh, Kanye and her came together and they were broken up at that time. Like, what's going on? And then like, I mean, they have left the carpet there upstairs in the room, and people are like, We can confirm it's not Kanye. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. You're right with Jared Leto and that other guy. I forgot about that. Yep. Okay, so Kim's dress, I have a few things to say and want to get your input. One, okay, when somebody talks about a piece of history and fashion and it being like archival, I assume like it was with Sotheby's. I assumed it was at the <laughs> Smithsonian. And it said freaking Ripley's, believe it or not. Like, 
I was confused by that <laughs> by a lot. And that came out like after the fact, because like I saw that the family, not even the family, like the trustees of her estate commented that they were happy with it. They were happy with her wearing it and they thought it brought homage to her in full circle, even though they were not who could give approval to the dress. Right. So I was like, well, who could? And then saw Ripley's like <laughs> in Orlando, Florida. Like it's like Disney World just has the dress. Like I hate to say it, but it takes from it. Like people were like, oh, she's got to be so careful. It's worth $5 million. And it's this like archival class. And I'm just like, yes, but it also is like next to the largest human ball of hair. <laughs> like It's just, it's at like a museum of weird shit that is, I don't know. It's like not as, it's Times Square- it's not high fashion. It's Times Square. It's Madame Tussauds. It's not the Michelangelo. Like, it just feels I like a different confused. tier of importance. I feel like Vogue or the Met should have, like, like this was her transferring it to this exhibit. But I guess it wasn't on theme, so they really couldn't put it. Like, I feel like... Oh, she was transferring it to this exhibit? No, I feel like it should have been. Like, that would have made uh. more sense. Because some years, like... There are past matte fashions in there or like on the, like there's other dresses. It's kind of like the Diana exhibit that now travels to museums and it's her outfits. Like I figured also because the documentary came out this week on Netflix, I thought there were some timing things like, are we promoting Marilyn? Like who is in on this? Is Kim a producer on documentary? Like what's going on? But to find out it was at Ripley's and I feel like transitioning it to Sotheby's or somewhere in New York Hi, I don't know why people are so up in arms at this point because of where it is. Were they visiting it at Ripley's in Orlando? Because I don't think they were. Oh, the dress was at the Orlando location. I thought it was at the Times Square one. No, it was in Florida because people saw her in Florida. That's how it like got leaked last week. Like she. Sorry, and- it's funny because we have the same plane flying over just- us, and I can hear it in both of our. I we live like, like very close to each other, but we're zooming. I I was like. Wait, is that like that felt that was really weird because I heard it in yours and then it came over my house. I saw you look too, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I usually the I mean, oh, angels." Yeah, but yeah, I, that behind the scenes was very cute. I did not was see the cute? Kim K X Ripley's collab coming. I feel like there was for her. She must have contacted them. They're like, "Oh, this is great marketing for us," and agreed to do that video because that BTS was kind of like long form exclusive content of her and Pete. Like we don't have yet on her show, but Ripley's released it. I've seen the clip of him being like, "Calm down," which or what, like relax or whatever. And I'm curious if you took that as a relax. You look great. It's gonna be fine. Or like he's kind of the Courtney of this who's like girl like <laughs> this is not a big deal like I, I just I even saw that part it was like a three minute video of her trying it on at like the Ripley's HQ uh-huh. and he's like standing with her is that when he says calm down he says something like relax and like people are like oh look how he's like calming her and blah 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 and I was uh. like is he calming her or is he kind of like, this is so insane right now then they gift her with a piece of Marilyn's hair where did the hair come from? When you have a ball of hair is next to it, I'm like, is it Marilyn's? Because why does Ripley's have that? What it is- reminded me of when Paul and 90 Day Fiance took a lock of his mom's hair to see Karini in Brazil on season one of 90 Days, <laughs> the other way or whatever. The hair, thank you for bringing that up. She was honored, moved, like hugging. I mean, she was going to do voodoo on it. I was like, this is disgusting and weird. And 
is taking me back to college when every, you know, gal had an Audrey or a Marilyn quote from a TJ Maxx. That was probably something Eleanor Roosevelt actually said and misattributed to them. And I was like, do you guys really like these old movie actors? And I guess that's a question for you because you actually like old movies. And I come from the pop culture camp of, I don't want to see it if it was filmed before like 1985. How dare you? And, like my I don't I simply don't yeah it's a good thing you didn't say that to my mother because she loves you I would never and I love your mom too she would like give you a list of like required watching like that's how I grew up is like and my friends would come over and like my friends who hated those old movies have now watched them all and they might still dislike them but they would never say it to her face but like that's how I'll raise my and that's where you get your passion from and I would have never disrespected her like that but like, okay, if, if we're talking about in the scope of movies about Rome, would you mm-hmm. pick Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn or a Lizzie McGuire movie? Okay. It's <laughs> Roman Holiday, Kate. You have what to did pick I say? Rome. No, no, I'm saying you have to pick Roman Holiday. And I understand <laughs> why you would gravitate towards Lizzie McGuire movie. It's iconic in its own way. In a Disney Channel Friday night with the, they're doing the ears way, but like Roman Holiday. Roman Holiday is my sixth favorite movie about Rome. If you say the what's her name who's married to Dak Shepard is higher, I know what you're thinking. Jeez, Kate, cliffhanger, party of one. Why don't don't leave us hanging about your favorite Rome related film? Uh, but unfortunately, got to pay the bills. Tugboat's grown accustomed to a certain standard of living. And that's why I have to thank Osea for sponsoring today's episode. And Osea has been making clean and ultra-effective skincare and body care products for over 25 years. They use seaweed as their product star ingredient. It makes me feel very Malibu. Like I'm a person that eats at Nobu Malibu or like Montecito Meryl Streep. It's complicated. I just want to be a gal that lives near the Pacific Ocean and uses high-end body oils. And this transports me there despite being in a normal person bath in a near landlocked state. And you can't do. And they're vegan and climate neutral certified. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they're known for creating their incredible body products like their famous body oil. I love to use Osea's body oil as part of my daily routine. I think I told you, I don't know where I've been. I've been using moisturizer and was always like, why is my skin so dry? But then I started using Osea's Andaria body oil and my skin looked healthy and smooth and nourished and glowing. And it actually quenches my skin's thirst in ways that'll keep me going all summer because it's been proven to moisturize skin for up to 72 hours, clinically proven, not just my anecdote. My anecdote, I was going to say, I don't know, you guys, this lasts a long time, but I didn't want to overstate it, but there's, a, yeah, it's clinically proven too. It's rich texture, feels so good, and applies smoothly without being sticky. That's the biggest thing for me is being able to, like, sit on clean sheets and not feel like, you know, I'm greasy and going to soak through. I don't know. If you, uh, there's so many amazing products at Osea, but the body oil, the scrub, and the hyaluronic sea serum is are three of my favorites. You can get, like, a cute little travel pack, too, of the like mini trial sizes if you want to see which products you like. But regardless, treat yourself every day. Find new skincare and body care favorites at ocmalibu.com. Get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code BETHEREIN5 at ocmalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to oseamalibu.com. Use code BETHEREIN5. If you say the what's her name who's married to Dak Shepard is higher, 
Yes, Kristen Bell's one in Rome is rom com art. Oh. <laughs> it offends me. It offends me to my core. I have a really so- bad like I get there's a cheesy vibe to some rom coms that I have such secondhand be- embarrassment I that I can't watch certain. I'll walk out of scenes like Bill. Like we'll be watching a a movie I like and I leave the room. He's like, "Where are you going? Like, do you want me to pause it?" I'm like, "No." I know it's going to happen and I can't watch it again. Like it makes yeah. me uncomfortable. The movie can't know it's bad. If something's bad, it's only entertaining if the movie is like earnest. But yeah. if if the quality is just phoned in fundamentally, I actually am with you on that. I think that's where Hallmark went astray. They used to be so bad, they're good. And now they're trying a little harder and got like a little better budget and they don't have the same je ne sais quoi. I can't watch Hallmark. And people always like every holiday season oh. are like, you must be a Hallmark fan. And I'm like, I personally can't get there like it's the same story it's the same plot I know and I love that for people I wish I try every year like every year I'm like I'm gonna do it and the first one I'm like oh my god like it's (laughs) I've never seen this and I know where we're going I need to send you a short list like a primer of the best of because I think that devoting like just to new ones in modern times, they're just not as good as the classics. And I think like a lot of genres, even housewives, like I think you get oh. attached to a, a network or canon. And even when it strays from that and it's not as good anymore, you still kind of feign loyalty. And I actually think Hallmark sucks now. But yeah, I feel like that's an interesting thing I forgot about you is you actually do have an element of quality to your taste more so than popularity. <laughs> I just like things that are popular. I'm like, you know, if, if it's like mainstream, I'm probably into it. Like, I don't watch like fine films. Oh, I definitely buy into that. I mean, I only wanted to be popular. Like, so I would follow a trend. <laughs> Were you? To- no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I tried out for cheerleading every year. Bill, that's what Bill's No, you favorite. did it. Well, not all four years. I just heard him. <laughs> he might be chiming in because that's his favorite fact about me. Three of the four years. Senior year, I decided we know. We know was it because of what cheerleaders represented to you in rom-coms? Like it was almost like a formula for popularity and hotness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Yeah. My mom, like I used to watch Bring It On so much that she one day was like, you know, this isn't like real. Like this isn't, first of all, I've, you know, people at the high school, that is not a great cheer squad. Like no offense to any of those girls. Like they, they couldn't even do pyramids. Like, so the fact that I couldn't make the team also... It becomes worse. Even all the dark, more dark uh-huh. for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a cheer coach to try and help me make the team. Like, Lucy. I, no, I had I cheer did, videos. Yeah. I, Lucy, don't, okay. This, is this how you feel watching Hallmark? Because I'm like, no. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's making me cringe. But it's something I'll be proud to tell if I'm having a girl or a boy. Like, I'll be proud to tell them I tried. I'll, yeah. And my mom, like, she... Because I first tried out for drill team. Like you tried out in eighth grade going into freshman year. And I did like, and those, our drill team could dance. And like, she drove right. me up to the tryouts because you went every morning before middle school, learned the dance, which I obviously couldn't <laughs> learn because I didn't ever do an eight count before that week. <laughs> and I, she drove me up to the tryouts and I sat in the car and I go, I think we should go home. And she said, are you sure? And I said, I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> and she took me home. So I knew enough to say, this is yes. too far. We And my mom knew enough to like not ask several times or, or make me feel boundaries. It. But then cheerleading, I was like, I can do this because they weren't very good. And I couldn't. 
I couldn't do it. Couldn't make it. I tried. I do think that like bring it on culture is worth noting how transformative that was for people roughly our age. Like I think like the Lord's prayer, I think the I'm sexy, I'm cute chant would come back to any, any of us at any time on a moment's notice. Yeah. I mean, my mom, cause they're like, I just vividly remember her being like, now cheerleaders don't grab their tits like that and shit. Cause they were like, it's when they do I'm the, big red. Well, and at the <laughs> end of the movie, they do the more like take their hair down and like raunchier version. Yes. And like, she was like, now that's not, that's definitely not how they dance. But like, I just thought, yes, I wanted the uniform more than anything. I wanted I the clout. Like I just wanted yeah, you wanted to I be thought, spoon-fed status with something else you were affiliated with. I thought that's what would take it there, and then I probably thought I just needed a man to give me a makeover ahead of prom based on a bet. Mm, and mm, that is a good. That's another option. Yeah, that, that, that was my second choice, and nobody, <laughs> nobody even asked me to prom, bet or not. So <laughs> I, you know, that was it's the dream, and it could. was. It was be- based on rom-coms, though. It was. I probably mm-hmm. was too deep, but I wanted it. I know. I think you and I have that in common and is maybe exuded in, like, the passion we feel, like said earlier. Like, there are just certain things I can't not talk about. I can't not come. Like, it's very intuitive to me to always be talking about this stuff because I've always I've spent my life steeped in it. And for most of my life, not a lot of people cared. But similarly, yes. when there's an element of fiction, you main character pretty hard and I want to celebrate romantic comedies and sitcoms for all the ways they brought me joy and developed my personality. But also I resent how they've really mismanaged my expectations. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like we've turned out pretty good. Like, you know, considering, but there was a time there. I'm not dating anyone. No one's interested. Like, where's my love story? Like, what's the career path? I mean, now I do work right. in advertising. I I did find someone I, who I love. Not I just found someone. And I, just... me. <laughs> I do like him a lot. He's great. But like, you know, I found like my friends were very much like when we at our wedding, they're like, this is your rom-com. Like, you got it. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, that's really thoughtful. Like, I, I feel like you also want like the anecdote moments and like the humor I don't know like it hits you differently now that I'm like past it and I'm like I do kind of miss the days when I thought someone was just gonna sweep me off my feet and like rescue me and some financial rich guy or a bad boy oh, yeah like, yeah it was you're pretty- saying Bill's not a bad boy <laughs> no he'd probably like to think he was he might have been before me but no, I just pretty. even the idea of a bad boy is just like funny. I'm like, I don't someone who doesn't return my text. Like, no, I don't. Like, right, just no. work in whoever my child is in here, I'm like, if you do not let someone treat you like that, or you do not treat someone like that, is going to be my life lesson. But I'm also going to be like, should we watch You've Got Mail again, where Tom oh, Hanks plays mind mail. games? So <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, you're so right. I'm like, I, I maybe we lost the expectation, the bar of like. You know, what's funny is I'm guilty of telling, well, A, I mean, your wedding was so lovely and I loved how you had rom-com quotes on napkins and I cried when you danced with your mom to Dancing Queen and all the things. But I also, the day after your wedding at the hotel pool, I told you I thought you'd get pregnant immediately because it was the most rom-com-y thing that would happen to you. <laughs> right about there. 
right about which like you know not to get into like people not understanding like a woman's body and how yeah conception (laughs) works but like the amount of dms i got like when i was like you know we're due and here's i'm halfway through i waited till i was like 20 weeks to say something and they still waited a long time well i just was like i don't need the opinions and I appreciate them like I get a lot of really just nice people and like really thoughtful and friendly it's just also I can read a dm in a different tone and Bill's like that's not how this is written and I'm like they're being so mean to me this bitch said congratulations yeah Yeah, they're like huh I don't think that's right I'm like how dare you (laughs) like I that's the hormones maybe too but like I just am very sensitive now and but I the mathematicians still came out of the woodwork and were like, oh, so you were very pregnant at your wedding. Like you were a month pregnant. I'm like, no, your period, your period happens. Don't get and it. I didn't get it either. Cause when I called the doctor and she was like, oh, so you're five weeks. And I was like, no, I'm not. I think I conceived like blah, blah, known blah. for two days. <laughs> right. I've been only married this long. And she's like, well, no, based on your period and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? Like, Wait, I that's understand. actually really a funny thing where, the optics of your situation. Oh, I'm yeah, doing nine months to like the day. Of my so wedding. if people don't understand the context of you finding out at four weeks, but it's starting from the date of your last period, it would seem you were, you Raged. know, not a pure woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not a pure woman. And I partied hard. And like, first of all, that like that far in whenever I don't even care. Like people are like, you can have a glass of wine now. Like you're cooked. You can have a glass of wine six weeks ago two months ago doesn't matter like you do right. you but the amount of people who are like oh so those were were those fake martinis i was like first of all no they weren't didn't you see how no they weren't I, <laughs> I had nine they were so small i was like oh baby martinis <laughs> they were so watered down but i was so paranoid about like because bill had to make all those he made all those and brought the martinis he spent like five oh, hours I the day realized before that they got the alcohol for us but like we were, they weren't going to charge us or anything, but like they didn't know how to batch it. So he just spent five hours the day before where I was at like my bridesmaids luncheon batching the specific espresso <laughs> martini recipe that we liked. And then they watered down a little, which was great because people didn't stop. And I had only two because I'm usually, if I have more than two espresso martinis, watch out. Like it's not a good night. But everyone kept coming up being like, oh, my God, I had seven. Oh, my aunt had a tower. She made a tower of the coops. And I was like, did you drink all of those? She's like, yeah, she was fine. But I was like, oh, these are more watered down. Like, I could keep going, but I didn't. I mean, your wedding was kind of an interesting point. in t- it, it was like, on the one hand, being a COVID bride and yeah. at any point is like has its own stressors. And yours was like a, like kind of. Right looming around Delta when, when I also had like just done shows and stuff and it was just like confusing and stressful to like know what to do and but like nobody had really been going to events and your wedding was kind of this funny thing like transcended space and time where like everyone felt safe and everyone forgot how to drink like why would I go get multiple espresso martinis when in a restaurant like a well-behaved normal person I drink one or two but I thought in my head they were small and you know at weddings you put something down you forget about it you yeah. get another one Anyways, I had a great time with Danielle Hollowback cards. Uh, she was she my had she was my date. Also. She had, we both I, I we just were, kept just tossed people, them back. I just kept seeing people with two at a time, and I kept thinking like, "Oh, I should go get another because like 
they're going to be gone. And we somehow didn't run out, maybe because they watered them down enough. Like, I never saw people with one espresso martini. No. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> they were so good. Thank oh, God, I'm Bill. I'm so excited to have one. The Thank last God espresso Bill martini I had was with you. <gasps> because oh my remember, God. we went and got drinks. And I was like, guys. So I took a test today. And I don't <laughs> think that was a line. And you all were like, if you thought you saw one, you might have. And I was like, I don't think so. I mean, it looked like the test was just like, he, he saw it. And he's like, that's not a line. You're being crazy. Go have drinks with your friends. And then the next day, it was pink. <laughs> it's a, well, th- th- per our point about how we both probably until we got to that phase of life didn't understand no. when you start counting as, you know, four weeks back. I didn't understand until I started taking pregnancy tests that like any semblance of a line is a line. And if you are not, like blank is blank and you get them and over and over, but then like anything shows up, it like is a big deal. So when you came to the restaurant and we're like, eh, there's a line that's pretty faint. I was like, I was like, I don't want to scare her. And I remember you leaving me telling Courtney, like, I don't think she gets that she's pregnant, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> she needs which to come I, to that conclusion on her own. <laughs> which then I just was like, I don't know if it was one of you who said it or somebody else was like, stop getting the ones with lines go get the one yeah, that just with the words it. yeah <laughs> and he like st- we had more lines here so the next day we did a couple lines well, that sounds bad but like, <laughs> 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 it was coming out of my mouth and i couldn't stop it <laughs> uh, i'm shocked that's like a good easy. comedy bit for pregnancy jazz. <laughs> yeah, someone, some comedian who listens to you will probably steal it. And they're, uh, feel free. Feel free to, yeah. We did a couple lines. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I can't believe that hasn't come out before now. Like, just no. rolled off the tongue so easy. But It was an honor for me to be a part of that process that I saw coming from a mile away. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw myself saying it. I was like, can't stop can't stop it like can't wait for the people who already thought i was drinking at my wedding to be like oh great then she was doing lines the doing next lines. Week. Like, no the math of the internet is yeah that's funny that people would count that because obviously i think that like it was cool that you waited that long because I, I don't think people like had any idea i'm kind of amazed because as, as a person that talks all the time when you're pregnant you're going through shit it would be hard to not like mention it or if people were being an asshole to me not to be like give me a break, like having a moment, a little hormonal. It was so funny. Cause like so many like people in my person, like we told everyone when we told that like friends, like actual, no offense to my followers, but like actual acquaintances, right? people, you know, like people I know knew pretty early on. Like we told so fast, we were like calling family and they were like, okay, like let's wait to see like how, you know, right. Cause things can happen. And it's just, we all know that. So right. then I just kept waiting and everyone would ask me well when are you going to post about it and I was like (laughs) I don't know I had no interest and like Bill was like Christmas is 20 weeks exactly like maybe that's when and I feel like he probably thought he couldn't post either or like share something on his like not that he has right I mean he loves he's got he gets a couple followers every few months he's like oh somebody's (laughs) climbing one of your somebody found me but he's like I don't know. He was just like, let's, we can put it out there now. Like it's, you know, halfway. And I was so like, "Mm, I don't know. Now I'm backing out. Now I don't want to. Now I'm not interested to, because I just knew the floodgates would open and it really has been very fine. But like, it still is a lot of opinion. Like when you go sourcing stuff on the internet about 
getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant or not about anything, you're going to find a shit ton. It comes to me now. <laughs> like people just <laughs> feel the need to right. share. And I get so much good advice and so many good products and whatever. And I'm very grateful. But then people like I'll do an AMA and people are like, you never answer DMs anymore. And I'm like, I sometimes just don't open it. Like it's too much. Again, you're, it's not your job. Like, this is what I think is so crazy. Like you're just there to be nice. Like you don't have to return anything, but watching the ways now, especially with like the famous TikTok moms, like there's just a lot of opinions out there about how moms do and show things on the internet that makes it hard to know how to exist. I couldn't imagine being like a mom influencer. Like I'm glad I'm in the space as I came into it. And I'm like, mm-hmm not going to tell you what diapers to buy. I don't have a good right. skin, skincare routine. Like everyone today was like, your hair looks so good. I was like, I brushed it. It's like <laughs> truly it. I've like, heard of it. Swipe up. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good thing. Like that's how low I've set the bar. But luckily I just think the people who come out with like helpful advice are just constantly corrected. And sometimes yes. it's not helpful because you know, the accounts that are just like, crazy mommy blogger I just feel like mommy blogger also gets a negative tone yeah it does it's a weird like blogging isn't even a thing as much anymore which I like miss the old school blogs but like miss them so much the influencer world of it and how quickly you can just swipe up swipe up buy something like I'd love to be able to do that make some money but I also I haven't tried any of these products yet baby's not here (laughs) like I can't tell people are always like what was your registry what was on? like share your registry so we know and I'm like I don't know if this is good half of you see something in my apartment you tell me that's the worst thing ever what a waste <laughs> of money and I'm like well I didn't buy it my mother-in-law got it I'm really grateful to her that she spent that but now you've made me worried like I thought like, your registry was very comprehensive and normal I thought so too but some people just don't like my baby didn't like that swing waste mm. of money it's which I appreciate again, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to share what car seat I've got in the car. Definitely not that. Car no, seats God, are, no. no, no. Like I've posted that I have two different bouncers. I think I have, if I haven't, spoiler alert. Like, I don't <laughs> know which one the baby's like. I just, and some people are like, that's a waste of money. Like if you post some, I don't know. It's just, opinions it, are- that would drive me nuts, but also it's so ripe for exploitation because like, If I'm desperate, like, let's say I had a colicky baby or something that didn't sleep and like moms told me this thousand dollar machine chain, you know, I'm going to buy that. Like, I get how people make so much money in this space because it's so vulnerable. Like, I don't know anything about babies. I don't think you have a ton of experience with babies. So for people learning on the fly and if somebody tells me I'm not doing it right, I'm going to believe them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like, everybody's like, are you scared for labor? And I'm like. No, I'm scared for when they send me home. Like, who thought in their right Right. mind I should be in charge of such a life, like such a young (laughs) thing? And Bill is much more, he has his, I mean, his nieces are now like teenagers, but I have not held a newborn. Like someone hands me their newborn. I'm like, "Mm -mm, they can't hold their head up. I don't want to hold them. Like, I don't want any part of it, (laughs) that responsibility. And someone's just going to send me home with a baby. But I do think- I'm so excited to follow on this journey. 
I know it, that's what's hard though, is I feel like you probably won't share a lot of it because it's so hard to please people, but I'm just genuinely, oh, we'll I just, I don't know a lot of women like me. I feel like most people like babysat a lot or had siblings or like, I don't know. I just, I have no experience with babies. So I actually I don't know anything. I'm just amazed that anybody can ever figure it out. And I don't know. I'm pretty stoked to, as long as you'll tell me privately if. Oh yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you anything. And the good news is like so many people to circle back to like a pop culture topic for people, but like everyone, I thought like all these shows are coming out right when I'm going to have this baby. And like, what a bummer that I'm going to miss all this. And people were like, <laughs> no, no, you have more time than ever for TV. Cause you're just sitting there trying to nurse or you're not asleep. Right. You're just waking up at all hours. So you turn on the new season of murders in the building. Or Real Housewives of Berkshire's ex-wives club. Yes. Like, it's like, so that's what I'm excited about, that all these shows are suddenly coming out, like, right in time for me to lose my mind. Is what Wait, what's like. coming out? Well, Beverly Hills is next week, oh, which right. I think is when I'm, I would not be surprised if I went to labor for the premiere, because I found <laughs> out during Dinner Party from Hell Part 2 is when I found out I was pregnant. So I feel like full circle. And Andy just named his baby Lucy. That was a moment. And in the caption, he told us that the she was born, her weight was 813, which is my wedding date, my wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. And the time was 513. So now my like family is like, connected and my sister-in-law was like, oh, so you're having baby May 13th. Like Lucy. Is that your and, due date? My due date was May 14th. So she thinks that means it's the 13th. Oh, mm -hmm. My anniversary is May 13th. <gasps> See, there you, you never go. know. You never know. It's a great it's date. It's a lucky date. I feel like when Andy named his baby Lucy, I just was like, uh, part of me not worried for you. Like, it's such a good name. That's so classic. And it's not like old. It's not like, you know, shout out to the Gertrudes out there. Love you forever. I just don't like, you know, it's like an older style name. Lucy is like has roots in history but it's not overdone and it's not too old and it's just it's such a strong name and even when I met you I was like god Lucy's like a really good name that like not a lot of people have and there's a lot of little Lucy though Andy's name is gonna catapult it like my sister-in-law named her baby Archie before Archie Ooh. Mountbatten Windsor and now everyone's Archie and you know there's a lot of young Lucy's though like I remember waiting tables like in my early 20s and like someone would scold their daughter and be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, what? Like, like there are a lot of little Lucy's. There were none my age, but there's a lot of like young ones, probably like 10 or 12 now. And I feel like it's now on a baby list. One of the lists I've seen, it does peek into the top 100 sometimes every few oh, years. Interesting. But yeah, naming a kid is just like, like we're still what I responsibility. Names. I mean, honestly, Especially if my girl's going to be a main character energy, like rom-com. <laughs> I know. Like, the boy's done. But the girl, I'm like, I don't want you to sound too bitchy. I don't want you to sound like you're trying to be too cool. <laughs> like, I don't want it to be, I tried too hard. We're not the, Bill, I was like, do you like the name Georgia? And he was like, I do. But like, I don't know if I'm the dad of a Georgia. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, I don't own a boat. And I was like, mm. that's the logic mm. though we're using. Like the names we throw out. And then I'll be like, that doesn't sound right when I say it. And he's like, mm -hmm. okay. Trying to pick out names kind of brings out all the best parts of my own internalized misogyny and stereotyping yes. of people. Because I'm just like, oh my God, she is like, yeah, like you said, like that sounds bitchy. Like, what does that even mean? And I half the time don't even know anybody with that name. 
oh yeah or it's like someone i knew in like elementary school or it's like no offense to the sarahs or the emily's listening here but like i'm sure they were shocked when they got to elementary school and there were seven in their class like sarah emily and lauren all these parents were like great i'm feeling good about it they didn't have the internet to know that everyone else born in the same year like was right. that name too so i'm like checking baby lists don't mean anything but like and some of the names on there i'm like well at least i'm not thinking like the people are trying to be too crazy it's very intimidating and like i like old school names i don't know because i'm like i don't know if that's who's in there i can't tell if right. that's who it is like wolf like, webster you you might meet them and it's not it i appreciate that kylie was like that's wrong and i'm not gonna let you go through life with the wrong name right because you meet people and you're like your parents just wanted that name and they committed and it makes me mad. It makes me sad for them. And I don't yeah. want to do that. But like, my mom is like, well, I'm trying to prepare people that you might change the name. But <laughs> I'm like, well, it could be a boy. <laughs> yeah. It could be a boy also. So you might be upset regardless, but like, of course my mom told you. <laughs> the, I was like, well, did we talk about it? I don't remember though. I don't feel like your mom broke news to me, but I also do know she your middle name, but also the thing Greg was getting, like, when we've talked about names with with boys, I would, like, kept saying, oh, that's, like, such a hot name. And he's like, that's gross and weird. And I'm like, I can't help it. I'm a monster. I care no. about looks and names and how things sound. Boy names are, like, solid and hot. Like, or <laughs> it's Chad. Like, it has the essence of a right. Chad. And it's, like, too many dark things, memes, whatever, have come from right. this. And I can't risk that. But, yes. Oh. Like, I don't know. There's hot boy names that, yeah, I wouldn't say them because they're probably all my high school crushes. But <laughs> Right, same. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I don't project anything onto them. It's like naming is like such a funny thing where you see every issue you have with yourself. Yeah, Girls feel harder than boys, but it's also because you judge women so much more harshly than men. And it's like, there's a lot there, but at the same time, let us just live. <laughs> and it's this isn't the time that I'm going to suddenly change it in my mind and be like, you know what? I'm going to risk it all for you. Cat. Is that a cat or Bill? My cat just made a jump for closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the main but, characters. Mm-hmm. Can but, I yeah. ask you a question? Brie pop culture. I'm having trouble following and it's just like so much information. All anybody asks is for me to talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And I'm like, it's so much. You can hear Lucy sigh because she knows what I'm about to ask her. Uh, it's so much, you guys. Anyway, before we get into Amber and Johnny, very relevant to the subject of motherhood and an advertiser I'm excited to onboard and to work with. They've just been like a really helpful resource to me as I'm trying to figure out my next steps. And that is Kind Body. Kind Body is a leader in the fertility and family building space on a mission to make fertility care accessible for all. And while they offer uh, fertility and family building care in their clinics, they also recently launched their at-home fertility test for both females and males, which is very important. It's not just the female's issue that can be delivered straight to your home. Understanding your fertility hormones is a great first step in the family building journey, empowering you with the knowledge you need so you can plan your future. And I, I just personally always felt like so ill-equipped with what I didn't know. And I think sometimes for me, those first steps of going to a clinic, making the call, whatever, were a little bit intimidating. And I appreciate things that kind of reduce those barriers to entry by bringing you knowledge in a very convenient private way. The female test will give you a comprehensive picture of your current fertility status by measuring important hormones involved in the with the ov- ovulation process. 
and measuring those hormones provides a better sense of your current ovarian reserve and the male test will give you a snapshot of your current fertility satisfied by testing important hormones that are involved with normal sperm production and can be measured to provide clues on potential causes of infertility. Both tests are simple and easy hormonal blood tests. You can get results delivered to you in days and personalized recommendations crafted by Kind Body Physicians, which I've personally been on Zoom calls with. They're outstanding physicians. And um, all kits are shipped with FedEx two-day shipping with prepaid mailers. You can send it back easily. You do have to be 18 years or older to order this product. And the main difference with their competitors in at-home testing is they can help you with the process from the first at-home test through the embryo or egg freezing process through IVF and everything in between. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. I'm taking more time than is allotted for the ad, but I really love this company and I'm really excited to be working with them. And um, if you want to get 20% off your kind body at home fertility test, go to shop.kindbody.com and use code be there in five at checkout. That's S H O P dot K I N D B O D Y.com. Use code be there in five for 20% off your at home kind body fertility test. And thanks to kind body for the, uh, generous discount for our listeners for me to talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And I'm like, it's so much. And like, before it even started, everybody was team Johnny. I felt like I couldn't find an unbiased source. Some of it's funny, but then I'm like, are we talking about a domestic abuse case? And I just don't even know what to say. It's hard. And I remember when you text me, you're like, do you want to come on this week? And I was like, yeah, I do. And you said, Johnny and Amber, like, maybe we'll touch on that. But you were like, top level, like, we don't have to dig Yeah, into like, it. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I, again, and I've, really like how Kiki Talk of Shame has posted oh, about love it. her, yes. And she's someone who's growing, like, at a rapid rate. Like, I've been watching her follower count just climb every day. But, like, I'm proud because she has put in so much time it's to so this. much work to understand it and to talk about it responsibly. Yes. And I feel like even she, like, there's a level of humor that you have to recognize because, like, the day that they posted the muffin conversation or whatever – you can't not the, be the like, mega pint, the mega pints my favorite part <laughs> the guy who was driving who like did a tape <laughs> testimony you can't not watch this and be like it's a movie it's a it it doesn't feel real but in the same sense these are two people who are like accusing the other of domestic right. abuse and i didn't know a lot about it beforehand i didn't even know there was another trial like earlier like so i was confused to say the least. And I'm not like a Johnny Depp. They're Johnny Depp diehards. Pirates of the Caribbean fans. I believe that pirate films need more space outside of just Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, I, again, I read all the Bridgerton rom- <laughs> I read all the Bridgerton rom-com books before it became a show. And there's a lot of great also period rom-com cheesy books where pirates are involved. So I feel like there's some love stories that could be explored. You know, hmm. Shonda, Shonda, get on it. She Can might be working on it. Illuminate for me, like, what is the core historical time period where pirates were thriving? Or are uh, they mostly fictional? I don't think they're fictional. I mean, I think we've glamorized pirates, probably. Yes. But I think it was still based on my romance novel category that I like to be in when I used to and these were my mom's books like from the 80s that I found under her bed that like when I wasn't watching (laughs) rom-coms and thinking some guy was gonna get me on the cheerleading team and take me to prom I was reading 
period pieces. Balls deep in pirate fiction. Pirate fiction. <laughs> like, it took me, and that was, like, my deep, dark secret on my account for years. I only just, like, a year ago revealed that I read these books when everyone finally came to Bridgerton. Because I was like, you know what? I'm proud of these. They were really good. But I think is it like, like a, is it like Danielle Steele? Like, are they sexual? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty. So but that's not why I read them. And I know nobody's going to believe me about that. But if you read the Bridgerton books, they are so well written by Julia Quinn. Like, she has such character and, like, humor in hers. Not all of them are like that. Some of them are just for, like, the, like, lustiness and, like. Throbbing members. Yeah, throbbing members. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. That's not why I read them. I get to that part and I'm like, oh, here we go. Then like, I don't always skip it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes that is not why I'm there. I like the plot and the story and the romance. We know I love a romance, but they're just the, like, and there's not too many pirate ones. I've tried to find them all. But just because I feel like there's just, there's, I also have demanded that the space in romantic adventure movies be explored deeper or like action wise mm. because I feel like Romancing the Stone was like an 80s flick that had a lot of action they like Mr. and Mrs. Smith a lot of action with romance we don't mm. have a lot of those so I mm. feel like you know and people love the romance of Kira Knightley Orlando Bloom in the Pirates of the Caribbean but I just <laughs> I know we talked about Amber Heard and Johnny, and I can't, I can't think of that. nothing less desirable to me right now than a pirate romance. <laughs> I, they, they just, I like a period romance. I love, but like, what period? Fun. What period? It's still, it's still the same time. It's still Regency England, eighteen hundred, okay. early eighteen hundred. Like, or, or it could be like seventeen. I mean, pirates. I think were. On the seas, like for many a century. <laughs> like I don't know pirate history. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good grasp of it. And again, I don't know if my authors that I read did either. But like, they definitely like. I think like Blackbeard was like he was doing, like early seventeen hundreds. Yeah, I think. I think he was early, and they were we were curbing the pirate population in the late. 1700s early 1800s when is the period that i like to read like bridgerton of those books so like, amber and johnny <laughs> but what were like women's rights in the time of pirates are are they Not are great. the women typically wenches and is that an offensive term and what does that mean because i only hear it in the context of a pirate it's not come up a lot in the books i read okay wench it really though i mean they're usually <laughs> No. I, I just like I don't want to no. do pirates oppress women I don't know I don't know how to feel about them <laughs> look I'm just trying to think of like some that stand out to me and usually I can right now say that a plot point that's really sticking out that I didn't realize is yes there weren't great women's rights like they weren't wearing pants even yet but like mm -hmm, they had to mm -hmm. yeah but there was a lot of women sneaking from one place to another one undercover boat. It, one yeah. cabin and they'd use a boat to get there and they'd they'd pretend to be a crew member so they're in pants <laughs> that what was, a sexy old time below <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> creepy how i'm describing this but like i'm realizing that was a really common plot point of like women having to sneak away from an oppressive situation via the boat and interesting then, 
falling in love with Captain Hook. <laughs> Interesting. I honestly, the only pirate films I think I've seen are Hook and Peter Pan and... That's it. Oh, pirate. Oh, okay. And I, I, was, I actually them. don't even like Pirates of the Caribbean that much. I'm like not that into it. I the, I don't know if maybe in the pandemic, Bill and I rewatched the first one. Like just <laughs> after a long list of like going through every <laughs> movie, we're like, I guess we'll try Pirates of the Caribbean next. And it was like I was impressed by Giant Depp's humor, and I was like, yeah, he is funny, and you're seeing that on the stand not that he's intentionally trying to do that i don't know if he is he might be trying to charm dury i don't know i'm not trying to come on johnny or amber's side because i have not watched <laughs> please don't come for me but i do feel like he embodied the character and that movie was funny i just can't imagine being like what else i and that's this is where i'm gonna get dragged what else did Johnny Depp do besides wonka <laughs> which is not a movie i need any more spooky I don't need any more iterations of Willy Wonka. Like he's a scary mm -mm. man. There's dark things afloat. Like, wait, what? Okay, th this is funny. For two people that know movies and celebrities, I don't feel like I have a good grasp on Johnny Depp's catalog. Because Rum Diaries, Pirates, and Wonka are all I can think about right now. And I hate to say this in like against Robert Downey Jr., but I do mix up their catalogs <laughs> for. Like oh, all I mix up. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. Is he Iron Man? Yes, which I know now and have to respect. Are you like Marvel DC friendly? Do you like no action or like comic things? Because of Bill, yes, but he doesn't like DC. He only likes Marvel. There's and many will lean one. Is way. that like a Sharks Jets? I think like, so. Okay. Yeah. I feel like oh, oh was Sweeney he an Todd. Edward? Oh, I was just gonna say, Sweeney. Oh, Todd. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. Thousand Wonderland. He does the same character. I he was does put the same character. Like I feel like the same makeup department came for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland. They could have yes. done them for. I don't. Oh, Finding Neverland was a cute movie, but I, that oh, was I forgot about that movie. Oh, and Chocolat. That was. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good movie. Uh, it was. I forgot that movie, A Romance. I struggle with movies like that where you have to, you like, have to add an accent. Switch. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget The Tourist, which got nominated. The Tourist. And people thought they bought that nomination, him and Angelina Jolie. Wow. I'm like realizing I just really am not a fan of his catalog and i just don't think i cared and that's maybe my level of engagement and amber heard i also didn't have much of a frame of reference for either and i just feel like it's a charade i don't know how to feel about it there have been moments that are just objectively funny from how a yeah. court proceeding you normally think would go and like it is funny when they're like and then you poured mega pint of red wine he's like I poured myself a glass of wine like mega pint's not a real unit of measure like what are you doing or like amber's lawyers like they just they they're, she, they're like incompetent. I'm like they're not very strong. I don't know, again, not following well on who is guilty and who is not, but I don't think her lawyers are doing her like any like they're not doing a great job. Like in general, I'd be interested with in what a lawyer would say about these two legal teams. Because for me, anytime the, either one of them talk and how they I don't know if they're trying to trip somebody up, they're tripping me up. I like him like I gotta get off this 
I can't watch this Zoom or this clip because they're driving me insane. And I don't know if that's what they're trying to do to Johnny. They're trying to confuse the jury. Like, I can't tell. But I don't right. feel like what they're repeating and repeating and repeating is painting any different of a picture repeating it 30 times. Right. And if I was on the stand, I think about this often, actually, like when they're deliberately trying to like trick you and do like kind of a gotcha and you're under oath, like if you respond incorrectly because you misunderstand something, like, isn't it like dangerous? It would make me not share any detail. And that's why I was kind of laughing at, yeah, the car testimony that was so unhinged. I'm like, isn't this man under oath in his like Honda Civic, like in the parking lot? Like, how, but he seemed the most honest. He was, he would just be like, yeah, he was like, I never saw Amber like on Wednesdays. Like, I only heard about this through so and so and so. Like, he was very like so over it because he was not a great. I don't know if he was a great witness, but just how he viewed it all, he was like, right. I don't, it's he's like, I don't like either of these people. Like both of them were acting crazy. I don't even know what he said, but like, he was probably the most honest of anyone. Cause I also I kind think, of liked that energy. Cause I'd be so nervous yeah. to be testifying or to say something wrong, but it's like, at the end of the day, just share your truth. And right. he didn't give, he didn't care. No, I feel like that's the thing with Johnny Depp too. I know she only started today. It was her. Yeah. Like that's the other thing too, listeners. As of today, we have not heard her testimony. Yeah. So this whole charade has been just Johnny Depp, and that's the only side of the whole thing we know. And a lot of psychiatrists or uh, people with good-looking psychiatrists. <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> she had like a French twist. I was she like, was, "You're a doll," and she's so smart. Yeah, I loved, and that's what Kiki like did so well from Talk of Shame. She's like, she's identifying that there's like a pop culture angle to this, and being like. She's like, she just looks so chic. Can I say that? Can I say that about a lawyer? Like, her hair is ruffled. She's got places to go. She doesn't have time for you in these questionings. But she also is so cool. And I'm like, yes, that's how I'm identifying with this trial right now. Being like, who is this badass? What is up with the muffin story? Why is this man doing a testimony from his car? Like, there's just, I've never, even even the judge, I remember the car testimony was like, well, I have never seen anything like that and I was like I just had a few moments being like snarky she doesn't want to be there I (laughs) and I wonder like a juror my god that's the thing too like Johnny is so charming I feel like it's coming Mm -hmm. off and I he's an actor though so I'm not accusing him of lying or anything but like I just am so curious of their personalities because again I don't follow either of them at all so I'm just like wow he's come off in his questioning very and like when he corrects her lawyers, there's like, yeah, a mega pint of wine. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'd respond that way too. But I just wonder, is that him? Is that clever? Is, is right. what, what's the history there? And it's fascinating for those aspects. But I also, again, I feel like the people who have fallen off of reporting on it, I'm glad they have. Like the people who have stayed in it, there's still some accounts that I think are like, in it for all the wrong reasons of reporting it. Like, right. I feel like Kiki's done a good job of just following it. And here's the captions and there's so much information. And if you want to dive in one day, here it all is. But like, I just don't know at what point <laughs> is she going to break? Because like, it's I too much at how we just got to Amber. I know. And I, I think, don't know how I she's think, following it. I think you're so right though. People will try to, there comes a point where there are limitations of the passers by and people will do something for engagement, but like 
I like to see the people float to the top that are actually putting in the labor to understand it because there is kind of a danger to constant commentary just about the headline, just about like one note. And I think that this is something that like you would have to spend serious time watching every day, all day. I'm just not willing to do it. And then I just, I'm like, I'm not going to comment on it if I don't have scope. And but yeah, I did want to talk about how I was like, oh, with the psychologist, I thought she was just like a really strong witness and fun and had a French twist. And some of the commentary in the muffins and the pint were funny. But yeah, I'm interested to see if Amber's side has like, like what the substance there is that people seem to be so clear to write off already because everyone except for kiki i cannot find any commentator that does not hate amber heard right and i just don't get it like because I, I don't know, know enough context the prior prior like case that right. like I, oh the definitely yeah in the, the uk yeah, in the uk like i don't know are they just really diehard johnny fans and i'm not trying to like take away like from anyone's because I just know people will be like offended in some I way. It's like, pretty clear neither of us have any idea what's going on. So just don't listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't listen. If you got this far and you're a big fan of either of these people, not for you. People asked me a million times to talk about it, and I physically can't. And I just was going to drag you in with me to be like, "What's going on, Muffin? Get on this sinking <laughs> ship with me." Because yeah. the thing is, too, like Pirates. it's also not something that like there are some things that you can dive into and be like, "Oh, New Jersey right now." what a mess they all hate each other like right. you need thousands of slides to even break down your own thoughts on this which like i can't put in a slide like when people like what i did an ama last week and people were like asking me like share your thoughts you haven't talked about it at all and i'm like how much time do we have for the thoughts on this like my general thought is like what the fuck i don't I know. know and i can't believe how invested people are like i know I don't know. It's kind of like a true crime thing, but also because there's celebrity, because there's so much history, because like it could be like you don't have a lot of cases or public cases like this of the man being the victim or the accuser, like they're both accusing right. each other. It's this back and forth game that I'm like, and he's being so public about all his other flaws, like everything else. He's like, yeah, that could be my cocaine case, but usually I carry it in a baggie. And I was like... <laughs> very honest and he's doing actual lines unlike yours <laughs> yeah unlike me <laughs> i don't know i feel like before we give our armchair opinions about real housewives of salt lake city i wanted to draw your attention to my armchair that i recently split off from my sofa because i've been using all form modular furniture and it made a big difference in my move if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've probably heard me talk about my Helix mattress. There's now one in my office. I regularly record from bed. But Helix has left the bedroom and started making sofas. They launched a new company called Allform, and they're some of the best sofas I've ever seen. For starters, it's like you can pick your fabric. It's spill, stain, and scratch resistant. I never thought I could have a brown cognac leather sofa that my dog digs into. Uh, and it like doesn't matter, doesn't show a scratch. You would never know. You can pick the color of your legs, the sofa size and shape to make sure it's perfect for you in your home. They've got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. And you can always start small and buy more seats later on or vice versa. So you can like grow and change when you move. They're delivered directly to your home with fast free shipping. I know for me, everything has like a six to eight month lead time. But when I wanted to break up my sofas, I was able to get the new parts and move it around. And it took just three to seven days to arrive in the mail. You can assemble it yourself in a few minutes. No tools needed. And I can like undo them on my own, which is kind of crazy. All the tools you need come with it. 
And they're big and roomy and comfortable and the setup's so easy. The price is really reasonable. And I know getting a sofa without sitting on it sounds risky, but don't worry. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it, more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. They even offer a forever warranty. And the best part of all, they already have reasonable prices, but Allform is giving 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash be there in five. 20% off a sofa is no joke. And it can be yours in three to seven days. <laughs> I feel like an infomercial, but it's a really good deal. Um, to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash be there in five for 20% off all orders for our listeners. Allform.com slash be there in five. They're two celebrities that, like, if they were doing anything else, run of the mill, like, I wouldn't report on it. And I don't think yeah. you would either. Like, they're just not really within our realm of interest. I was trying to contextualize it with, like, okay, well, we follow Jen Shaw's trial like this because it got delayed to the summer, right? But will that yeah. even be public? I mean, I hope so. It was, I thought of that the other day, how, like, people got a hold of that dial in information and there were like 300 people on the line for her, like, just reading of like the charges and I remember getting the phone number and remember I was like how did I get who sent me her like the line to get in on like that courtroom and will we be able to do it again I don't think it'll be advertised on YouTube that's the thing too this is all on YouTube we are watching this have we ever done that before like do they do a lot of legal cases streamed like this Right. A, I don't know. B, I haven't followed a lot. C, it's like hilarious that like, yeah, why are we employing these people that are criminals that like that are in these trials? But also like, I think Jen Shaw is the weirdest example of a person who by the end of Salt Lake, she was the most sane seeming person on that show. And I like, we talked about this before with each other and everyone does, I feel like, but it really does blow my mind that the entire season of Beverly Hills was about Erica, who was adjacent to a crime. Whereas we all like, for some reason are assuming Jen's innocent and normal and that like all the other girls are crazy, but Jen's like literally convicted of a very serious crime. And there's like, that's so different than Erica's situation. Yeah. I have a really hard time believing in my heart of hearts, I don't feel like Coach Shaw could ever be married to a con artist. I Coach Shaw is somehow her like wild card red herring, like whatever. Like that is her saving grace. Like he he handled that reunion immaculately. I don't know. I love Salt Lake, and I was just thinking today. I was like, for how long this last season went? I believe it was like. 47 episodes I thought it went a whole year I kept I remember being like how is this still this season with the shuttle bus and all these fights and then today I was like when is that coming back and I was like I'm getting all these other shows but there's something really fresh about Salt Lake and there's something about again I think I've listened to it on bitch sesh when they say like Jen Shaw just coming out with her maracas, like, at the, like ready right. to party. And she's just, like, the happiest one there. But they think 30 years in federal prison. It's like, who could, it's either a level of narcissism we have never seen, like, in any case. or And then there's Erica Jane, who is so angry all the time. Which, understandably, because, like, she hasn't even been charged with anything. Like, I think she's been charged for money. Like, she's right. getting sued. Like, because they think she has some of the money, but like, she has no charges against her. And Jen Shaw is facing 30 some years. And, and like, just flying with the glam squad on the same episode where she drains her mother's retirement account. (gasps) That's the Maracas. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. There's such a weird moving, 
line of what people think is acceptable behavior and what isn't. And I don't know if relative to the other drama, Jen's just seemed calm, but like it was this thing where like Jen's facing the most and cares the least. Meredith is facing the least. Meredith was like the way I agree that it's really shitty to out Brooks or to inappropriately tweet him. I don't really even remember what happened, but it never felt proportionate to Meredith's response. Like she was just so angry and so defensive for like, and I kept being like, why is she mad again? Whereas, yeah, Jen had the most to be worried about. And she barely said a peep. She just shook maracas. I find that I also like, I don't know, maybe because like OC right now, they can't figure out. And I'm not sure what that cast should look like. And Jersey, even a little like, I love the nostalgia of still having Teresa and Melissa and the sisters fight. But like, it's pretty like, is this the right cast? New York, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on there? Salt Lake is just kind of spinning on its own axis. And Beverly mm-hmm. Hills is doing something else as well. And But that's because they're trained in the arts. I think, right, right, some right. Of them. Like, <laughs> they are in media and, like, know what they're doing. Salt Lake to come out, like, so hot and so chaotic. And, like, and Mary Cosby is sitting there with, like, possibly a corrupt leader and we are not focusing on that at all and heather and whitney are cousins but like 30 generations apart or not generations but like separated 30 times right degrees yeah degrees thank you and i find that meredith i know she gets it's sometimes hard to watch her she's one of those people i mean she's disengaged but i think a housewife like that who is I don't want to say second tier, but I've said this to you before. I think this is where I discovered this thought was on your podcast like two years ago was you can win and you can be nominated for an award as a supporting cast member. And a lot of women Mm. forget that. And they're always going for the leading role and they Mm -hmm. want the starring role. And this is an ensemble and we forget Mm. that. And I think Meredith is one of the few, again, who realizes the power of an ensemble role and like anytime she is activated and anytime she puts on her lawyer hat and does logically like come back to Jen or someone to be like, well, legally that's, she just uses logic against them when they're, when Lisa is like trying to tell her, well, you said something bad about my house. So that's why I said that about you. And I was like, she's like, I can't even remember what Lisa. Oh, she said her, family was fake her husband doesn't have a job like she went on that whole rant half in new york yeah because yeah. of a comment about your house, house. Like, <laughs> there's some there's something about what how meredith can hold back when yeah. she chooses to and when she doesn't that i find fascinating to watch and her defense so of herself astute. like she's like i liked my feather ensemble she has not wavered on thinking Mm-mm. that outfit was oh, no she's like i look fabulous and she's like seth and i are happy because we're happy like she's like you know we've been through a lot whatever and then she's yelling and she's crying because like she did film a whole season right after her dad died and nobody's i do think they ganged up on her in some parts and like in other th- and the logic that some of them are using you're just like oh that was hor- i mean the logic of Whitney bringing that like literally who cares when the memorial was and even if she lied about it she's entitled to because like again she's a grieving woman like also different faiths have different cadences of services and that whole thing was so stupid and that was Whitney trying to main character 
and make a plot point that wasn't there. But I think that's such an astute point about Meredith and the supporting character because she inserts herself so conveniently and so hard when you least expect it in the places where she could really step up and say something, she's like gone. What I've always been interested in is the, like how contrived the bathtub was. I found that I, yes. She had to stew in her own filth for like a cool 90. She didn't know the timing of when people were arriving. She had to like really park there and the bubbles were still ample. Right. The camera was set up for someone to like, yes. it's not like Mary and the camera crew walked in and they followed Mary where the voices led. Like, right. There was a camera planted in there. So is Meredith chilling in the bathtub talking to the camera crew while they wait to start like filming? That's so true. Do you say like, I'm going to get in the tub. Can you come in once the bubbles are around I my parts? Like that's. I don't know, but huh. that. But and then that gives the level of like housewife that you need, the level of delusion or odd right, self production right. that they're all going to do because we're too far down the line of people like not knowing what the housewives are if they audition. Like yes. that's kind of like they're going to be upset. Like I don't know, like a little too in tune with it. I feel like Meredith's that has a good balance, and then you have someone like Lisa who's probably so self produced. Oh yeah. Like, is failing at it, like thinks she's covering I things. I and just, I think it's amazing. She's the best. I love her for it. Like, and then there's someone like Whitney who's trying so hard. I and know. it's like, or on like Summer House, I feel like Sierra thinks there's like another angle to like Sierra's not I think age becomes a thing. I said a few weeks ago that Sierra's like a it's like high school and she doesn't realize like he likes her and she likes him and she's still like battling this while trying to film it on TV and like right. not being liked. And like Lindsay doesn't care because Lindsay's like, I've been through this. I've been through the ringer. I've seen mm. the cameras. I know the setup. And I also like, I don't want to date Austin, but Sierra's trying to like not come across a certain way, but is failing, but doesn't know how to save the shot. Mm -hmm. I just feel like across the whole thing, across the whole thing it's making sure i didn't need water oh yeah well and glad you brought up summer house because i wanted to ask you about summer house so i'm glad you transitioned because i tune in and out but that's one show that i for some reason stay kind of engaged with me too and watching amanda and kyle get married kind of it's like the same vibe with like britney and jacks like you're not meant for each other this isn't gonna work out bravo did them no favors this season I mean, they just really don't seem happy and it was kind of bumming me out. And I don't know if like hubs and Carl are meant to be, but, and I like Amanda. I just, I don't know. I just, it's like, how can, I don't want people in America thinking that if you're that miserable, you should get married. I went back and forth on them because one, as someone who like just kind of planned a COVID wedding and I got the perfect window and like mm -hmm. didn't have to reschedule, had no issues with vendors. There were times when I was just like crying or just like upset. Mm -hmm. So to like film that during that, not that they haven't fought in other seasons, like I think it heightened it. I do yeah. like have a little grace there because I did not enjoy planning a wedding. I did not think that was fun. I did not. I, my mom was like, honestly, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> like, you are <laughs> awful. And then when I got there, I thought, I was like, how oh, is it over? Oh, my God. But, like, there was also so much lack of logic on both of their parts that I was like, either we are playing this up for the cameras. You don't have this done and we're two weeks out. Like, 
why weren't your table settings? Like, what do you mean you don't have your guests knowing where you're seating people, your seating chart? Like, flowers, I get the vendor canceled, but now the vendor might be on Winterhouse. Like, there's something like the vendor's on Bravo and has been on other shows. I don't know. So there were just levels of, like, the fighting makes sense. And then also there's dark fighting that I'm like, this is heavy. I know. Or this has to be semi-produced. Like, I think the prenup stuff was because even my husband was like, his literally the nature of his job, his investors are requiring it. Like, it's just not that deep or personal. Like that's pretty standard if like you're an entrepreneur and I don't think they ever signed it. Right. And he was like, yeah, that's just something we're going to have to take care of later. And we were like, like, no, you literally need to do it now. (laughs) That's not a prenup then. That's post-nup. And also, but she also, her dad made a comment that was like, oh, we'll have to talk about grandpa's trust then or something. And I was like, oh, maybe they need she to do has this. assets uh-huh because i was I like mean, they had a big to... enough backyard for a mega tent i almost wasn't grow up with that kind of you know acreage that was a lot of acreage for still having fences and houses near each other i was confused by did all the yards angle inward <laughs> i couldn't tell by the fencing I know, it was kind of real houses of new jersey-ish like mcmansion-y neighbor yeah. probably built in 95 yeah. that like beautiful expensive probably homes you know well yeah. over a couple mil but like it was like an interesting kind of luxury. Which but- I'm glad they had it because like, honestly, when she said how long they've been planning it, how many venues they've lost, like they also though said something like, I can't remember once. Didn't they say like they spent 250,000? Did I make that up? Yes. And I, and I just, I can't, the math is like, <laughs> cause I was like trying to count guests and I was like, do they one point say how, I thought they said they invited 500 people as well i thought there was and maybe they had to cut down i was i thought it looked like kind of a modest occasion i thought they spent two hundred fifty thousand. i thought they like lost deposits or something that's where i thought that number came from that's definitely part of that number and i think they've addressed that like someone on watch what happens live on their behalf i think Lindsay maybe was like when they said that like she was like i have to defend them that's over the three years of like money and whatever but this is still a shit ton so much money to end up with a backyard wedding that was beautiful like the tent and tents are expensive i remember thinking oh tents are expensive. yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah i'll do a backyard wedding no it adds up so respectfully like food and bringing in everything and staffing like in your own like it's expensive i just their lack of planning and like her mom would get on the phone and be like okay we need to talk about this stuff she's like oh, i don't really want to and i'm like you, there's no way we have not discussed no, these bullet points no a month out. And you guys just get to go. But they're also, the show was their paycheck. So it's like, right. I get that why was we their keep work. filming and mom and dad are like, okay, I guess we'll just let them work. Cause like, that's how we're paying for things. Right. I know their storyline just felt, a, that always happens. Like it gets a little heavy, a little real. It's just they like were not real heavy. All see like every, They'd have five episodes of Dark, and then, like, they were happy, and Austin was in town. And I was like, oh, God. Ugh, I know. <laughs> He's the worst. He's the worst. I, since he, the first, his, he first popped up on Southern Charm, I've always been like, this guy. He reminds me of every frat bro I know with a wet mouth and a stained polo. <laughs> a wet <laughs> mouth. I <laughs> just hate it. Do you know Frau Frat boys have wet mouths? Mm-hmm. No, I, I knew what you meant. When, yeah, no, like it's, it's and like he drinks. And his mouth is light. always agape. It's just like always open. It's just gross. And like 
dudes like him are triggering for me. Craig to me, like I still think Paige is too good for Craig, but I don't know. They seem happy, I guess. That's a confusing relationship for me. I can't put my finger. I don't think Paige had a great season. I'll say. Uh, no, I don't she's, think she's she's fun and cute and fashiony and sassy and like I think she's just like a good reality character. Yes. But I feel like whereas Lindsay has somehow always been able to hold the villain card, like just because she's crazy and she's admittedly like said that. Yeah. Paige, like it just didn't land this season. Like Lindsay, people were like, I get Lindsay or I feel for Lindsay, even when she was being ridiculous and chasing that one guy around. It's like, you've known him a <laughs> I week. Know. I'm like here for Lindsay suddenly. I've like, always, I've always just kind of been like, at least she's honest. And she had Danielle, Danielle just more and more balances her and yeah. like is vocal like that. Paige had just like some like moments where she was egging Sierra on or she'd disappear or she doesn't help or like, it just can, they're not they're not actually friends like Paige and Lindsay aren't friends no and that's where I think which I hate about Southern House because it's worked so well they're summer house not Southern that's house. a great hybrid name for that <laughs> I mean they've hybrided how many we got winter house <laughs> they're doing everything but I just think Paige I don't know maybe it's that she's aging up and like but there's a divide and it's the 20 somethings mm-hmm. and the 30 somethings. And I feel like Amanda and Kyle teeter that for everyone. And like mm. Carl and Lindsay, I really like, I believe, I hope that they're real. I'm I hoping so that I, I do Craig and Paige. I hope are real too, because if not, then I think Craig is wasting some of Paige's great years. Yes. You know, like 29, 28, 29, she's going to be 30 this summer, I think. Right. She's, like, that's not fair. He should not, like. At a point, you, yeah, if, if, because she wants to get married, she's vocal yeah. about that. Like, you date to marry or, like, more seriously. And yeah, Craig's, I mean, he's goofed around Charleston. I mean, can you imagine how much those dudes get laid? Like, Chef, Craig, Austin, like, they can go anywhere and people would probably pay attention to them just because it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And that drives and I, me crazy for Austin because he just doesn't deserve it. Austin North and Jeff. I had our own little feud that you like know. actually? Yeah, you know. I I am married to a fish fan. And when the fish mm, fan yes. brought to my attention on Winter House where he was like, Lindsay, I was at Fish New Year's Eve, like why would I I couldn't have texted you back. Fish New Year's Eve was cancelled that year. And Oh, were I, you the one that broke that? Yes. Uh, yes. And he was oh, not. Oh, my God. You're like a Christian Amanpour. He tried to, like, backtrack. And he was like, I didn't, I can't even remember what he said. And it was, I was very much like, well, the math isn't mathing. And so it made you look like you were incorrect, but actually you knew you were correct. I Yes. I'd love to find our DM. Like, I could be blocked, though, now. Oh, he reached out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, follow, he looks into a lot of people. If someone posts about him, he knows. He, Are he you like, blocked? I'm not blocked. I think the only person who has me like blocked is like Vicky Gunvalson or something. Okay, what did he really? say? Yeah, and I don't I'm know why. Tinks hasn't blocked me yet. Oh gosh, that's I. That's something else I can't wrap my head around because that just seemed to pop up, and I was like, "Who is she?" <laughs> she still hasn't. Um, um, what a deep dive! Yeah. Why didn't you just Google it? Is what he said to me about the dates because I like didn't. I what a. Well, like, like uh, what a way to spend your time. Oh, I did. 
you're just now jumping in on the deep dive. You must have missed the other slides. This just feels even more amazing that the drummer chimed in too. Oh, right, because the drummer of Fish said something to someone or maybe to Hollaback Cards. Did she? Hollaback Cards has confirmed via her sources that Fish themselves, that there was no show. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the drummer chimed in. I made a highlight so you can appreciate the full journey. Excited to hear what you're doing here. Yeah, I'm amazing. You responded like... I was pretty sassy. I feel kind of bad about it. You bothered Fisher Fishman about this? The little cred I ever had is ruined. The year in question is 2019, not 2020. I said, oh, don't worry. They're probably on their own couch tour as we speak. And according to Lindsay, it was 2020, 2021. And I recorded the scene again. I went back because he was trying to say it was 2019. I'm like, yeah, 2019 New Year's Eve happened. 2019 to 2020. This right. winter house was filmed right. last. Don't what try is he talking it. about? I was like, so when you guys were both in relationships with people is when. That's you worse. Guys were no. <laughs> so I just, he never responded after that. The fans are called fishermen? No, fishmen, I guess, is the drummer i'm surprised bill hasn't run into the room yet to be like let me explain this <laughs> john fishman is the drummer is fish named after john fishman or is that a coincidence fish isn't named after john fishman though right not, like directly. not directly is How... fishman spelled with a ph i'm yelling fish... like i'm in your <laughs> fishman isn't spelled the same though right Right. Right. No, fish. Well, that's uncanny. It's uncanny. <laughs> so he said not directly, but indirectly, but I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I thought Austin was mad at you because you engaged like the fishermen, like the fish fans. <laughs> no, he was the little cred I have, he said, which like, you oh, know. Oh, come on. I know. But like, he does seem to be a pretty legitimate fish fan, which I think, I don't know if there are bandwagoners there. I wouldn't. That's not the one you just hang it's on not to. The one I, I no. would not get. <laughs> because Bill has said before, like, oh, he's hanging out with the lights guy who is very famous. I guess I can't remember his hmm. name now. The guy who does the lights is very talented and like so. He's respected in the he's fish respected. World. So I guess the aquarium. You know, Austin is also connected. I don't know. He just he lied, and that's what I was upset about. And he tried to make Lindsay look crazy, and. Lindsay Who already is admittedly, like, has said, I'm being crazy about this. Lindsay doesn't have a lot to lose by just kind of doubling down. Like, it's not like she has a pristine reputation as being level-headed. No. If it wasn't the case, she'd probably just say it. I don't know. I think she just lately has been kind of radiant and, and like, seemed really happy. And I hope they work out. But I also, there was a preview of the re reunion where Andy was like, no one in the cast ever likes your photos. And I was like, that's such a... Some Bravo account deep dove that, you yes. know, and like they did not need to know that and probably would have never noticed. I've actually, because you, we both in our line of work, I noticed who I know in real life that never likes or engages with my stuff. Really? I don't. Like, I notice that they never do. And I know they're like active. It's almost like, I feel like you go out of your way not to double tap, but you know. I'm a bad liker though. I'm like, going so fast that I forget to like and then my friends are like wow thanks for liking 30 posts in a row and I'm like oh sorry <laughs> like I don't I don't ever think to like I don't know I, I don't with um major with big accounts I, I'm like you don't need yeah. to me I feel like I do 
but like, they don't need this from me. <laughs> only one of you want to mean something. Yeah. But anyway, Lucy, I've almost kept it for two hours. I'm honored you would give me this chunk of time during your final days, sans Bambino, but we're very excited for you. I hope you'll report back. I mean, I don't know if people want to hear back after the trajectory <laughs> I just took. I went from like my nipple size to pirate. Nipples like, to nipples? Pirates? I mean, it was. <laughs> this is an episode, and you have a lot of like tangents. <laughs> like, you've gone different ways, but I don't oh, think. Oh, I'm people, <laughs> I don't think people will expect how varied this topic list is. <laughs> I, I'm honestly going to listen back, like, I have to wait to like post baby listen back. Well, not that my brain's ever going to come back, but like truly if I listen to this tomorrow, I'd be like, I talked about that. Like, I'm wondering if I should ask you to edit out the pirate piece already. Cause <laughs> why are you worried well, you've been pirate culture? I don't know. I I get so embarrassed. Like there's still, there are very few things that still embarrass me, but maybe my I love <laughs> Regency romance novels still, <laughs> I feel like just is a chunk of like my, awkward teen years that comes back wow and, and here i am i just made you verbally walk the plank i did it oh <laughs> look at you there's no planks that is well, that pirate canon th- it was but they don't do that in my books there's no walking they don't plank. have a plank Mm-mm, they don't make them walk the plank sometimes people fall overboard and they have to get rescued but i mean let's be honest a plank is a rebranded diving board i mean it's not that deep I mean, <laughs> yeah i don't know why it's that dramatic just push them off the boat but I remember watching Wendy with her like arms tied walking that plank, and I thought, "Whew, that's well, a way to go." Yeah, and terrifying, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, on a wooden ship too. Like these are all like Titanic already had a rough go of it. Like these were wooden pirate ships. Like I always wonder how they made it through. They really didn't, I guess. <laughs> Only to be plastered all over the walls of, you know, Southern Joanna Gaines fans now. Oh, I mean, sh- yes. Because isn't shiplap literally what ships are lapped with? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. I've never thought of that, that that's what shiplap is. Wait, I've is, never it from ships? It's like John Fishman, the drummer, and Fish. <laughs> I never connected it. <laughs> Not that I thought I about John that, I think, that, you know, wooden ships. They, oh, they, no, yeah. No, the logic is there. Like, I'm seeing that this comes together very seamlessly. It just, I'd never crossed my two, like, interests of HGTV pirate romance novels. <laughs> I'm really one. glad to connect this for you. I'm going to go Google it and research it now. Bill's going to be like, great, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> what I'm wondering is if maybe I'm misunderstanding that there's an erotica element to your pirate fandom. Because I don't see how it's objectively embarrassing. I just think romance novels can, I don't know, for how see, many, I'm at, the, I, I'm at the camp that we cannot, I feel like romance as a category gets so trivialized for being something yes. women write and like, and it's such bullshit because it's just as valuable and valid as John Grisham or, you know, whatever, Da Vinci Code stuff. Like the popular things that get clout aren't fundamentally better than romance. They're just categorically less trivialized because they're not associated with the feminine. Yeah. My no, standpoint. I appreciate that. But, and I appreciate Shonda shining a light on the Bridgerton series not that it's living up to the books but like I feel like I read a lot of those books and I I watch a lot of rom-coms I feel like you're not telling me something I was just <laughs> no, I mean those I, 
they like, I read online. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. It's like I feel like people are like, this girl's really hard up for like a romantic element in her life. Like for the last 30 years. It's like, no, I'm very happy. I just like that's where I find like like I love a love story. Ship lap dance. Ever heard of it? I, I feel like the <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, Lucy. This was a delight. I will happily send it to you if you want to listen to it first. But I think it's perfect as it is. Right. And you guys are all welcome for that late breaking Amber Johnny take we just gave you. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't been following Amber and Johnny, <laughs> don't start now. Have no clue what's going on. <laughs> no, no. We have pointed you in the direction. Um... I said, talk of shame, Kiki. That's literally <laughs> there's. I can't do any more for you. Uh, well, can we go get an espresso martini after you give birth sometime? Oh or I'll bring one to your so apartment. So soon, please. So soon. Yes. Can't I'm wait. So excited. Oh, yes. Good evening. Where can people find you in your late breaking coverage and baby product recommendations? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My swipe ups. <laughs> I'm just on Instagram, Lucy on the ground. I Well, I might be on Twitter, but I don't think it's spelled that way. Cool. <laughs> So Find there's nothing, there's nowhere else to find me. And <laughs> I couldn't maintain any of my other projects. So hi, yeah. Greg. Oh, hi, hi it's Greg. Tugboat. He got <gasps> back from the groomer. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. This is so <laughs> fun. Bye. Bye.